Comics to my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, you dub himself, Garrett. How you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here to tell you about the comics coming out for the first week of March. Uh, as Alex uh, alluded to last weekend, like a lion out like a lamb, uh, as we do in March, uh, we do the opposite of everybody else. So, you know, you come in strong, you leave uh, a nice baby lamb style. Uh, what do they call baby lambs, Alex? Lambs. Because the mm. lambs are baby sheep. Okay, well, you know. What do you call a baby lamb? Well, let's lamb. not talk science. This is a comic book podcast. Uh, there we go. Uh, talk about <laughs> that this week. We have some comic book reviews, a lot of comic book reviews for you this week. Uh, also, ton of comic books coming out this week. Um, uh, in a, a moment here, um, I feel like I had some like news or something to, to bring up, but I don't rem- recall... And I'm going to blink on Disney it. Plus? Oh, I guess we can talk about that. <clears throat> All the Netflix shows and the Marvel shows are going to Disney+. Plus. Uh, they announced today that it'll be happening on the 16th, right, Garrett? Yeah, my birthday. Uh, and uh, Garrett's birthday, happy uh, Easter. What? Um, <laughs> it's going to be having his birthday. And uh, um, so they're going to be introducing some new parental controls to make sure that you know it's, it remains a family-friendly site. Uh, and they could put different content on there, which I was telling you guys when you brought that up, Garrett, earlier in our uh, via chat, uh, that I saw a free guy on there. Not that free guy is like violent or anything like that, but it definitely is outside the norm of what's on uh, Disney Plus. And so when I saw that, I was like, I wonder if they're testing it to see, like, starting to put in more like PG 13 content on there. Because um, I watch Free Guy and it's not. It's definitely not uh, a very violent or uh, even like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Violent or even like crude kind of movie, but um, <clears throat> I don't even know if they're swearing. Yeah, there's a little bit, I guess. Not really like that bad of swearing, um, but it definitely seems different than the rest of your content on there. There's a lot of guns. There's a lot of gun violence, um, a lot of uh, explosions and stuff like that, like Basically, the game that he's in in that movie is supposed to be GTA. So, <clears throat> I mean, that tells you what kind of like, but it's a really like GTA, but people get shot and there's no blood, but they get shot still. And I don't know what I was thinking about. I guess the Marvel movies would be like that. I was going to say, what other movies have guns in them? I guess that has guns in it. Never mind. Star Wars. Star Wars is lasers, bro. Marvel guns, man. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. It just seemed weird for that to be on there. I also did see, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, Gary, because <clears throat> me and you kind of uh, are more in touch with the uh, entertainment world than Mr. AP over here. But I did notice that uh, Free Guy was a movie that appears on both HBO Max and Disney Plus. Uh, and it's part of that deal that Fox and, uh, and uh, Warner Brothers made because... Warner Brothers had made up a deal with Fox already to have some of their movies on their on their site uh, this year, and so Disney honored that still. And so there's going to be like a, a some Fox movies that are coming out this year. Will also will appear on both services. And uh, I just found it funny that they they was on Disney Plus is also on HBO Max, and I watched it on HBO Max. Uh, I could have watched it on either one, I didn't, but it really didn't matter to me. But uh, uh, I watched it on there and. Uh, uh, you know what? It's it's okay. I mean, it's good. It's a, it is what it is, and it's uh, not that different. I mean, not if you go in expecting, you know what it is. When like I was never surprised during that movie at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, actually, well, I'm hoping that this paves the way for like stars oh yeah, the, and <laughs> plus to have like Spider Man movies on there or something. So they could do like a dual stream. Mm, uh, but who knows? I don't know. I think you got to you know hold on to hopes a little bit more, but. For is, that one. is Deadpool on anything? Not right now, I don't think. Okay. 
I always thought that Hulu was going to be their adult content thing, but... I think so, too, because internationally they have everything on Disney+, Plus because they use it as part of the Star service instead. They call it Star outside of the uh, United States, and that's Disney+, Plus plus Hulu together. Uh, and for us, we have it separated. So I always thought that they would put it on there, but there's been a lot of hesitation to put it on Hulu, I think, uh, the, especially like these shows, because I think once you put it on there, it's like considered not part of their catalog or that same universe and they kind of this almost seems like a step to tell you yes this is part of the same universe because remember hulu did have marvel shows for a while you know they had uh the runaways they had uh that uh cloak and dagger show and so they've had marvel shows before so i think uh but they never were connected to what was going on in the marvel universe so uh, remember that the quick, t- quick little when uh, Mister Mister um, uh, Jeb, what's his last name, Garrett? Oh, Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb uh, was in charge of Marvel Television, and it had absolutely nothing to do with uh, the MCU. Remember, we had the uh, Agents of Shield. We had uh, these Netflix shows. We had these Hulu shows. We had uh, the uh, infamous Inhumans uh, show. <laughs> But I think the mantra wasn't at all he's connected but separate. Yeah, because they had like, like Sif and Sif would show up in the state. Well, obviously because you had characters in Agent of Shield that was in that originally started in the movies, but they rarely touched if like they touched on the movies, you'd be surprised, be like, Holy shit, they talked about the movie. And now it's like literally, you know, you get Wanda and you get, you know, what if that's directly affecting the the movies themselves and they're part of the actually telling that story, so I'm excited. These shows are good. What if? I have not. not You have not? Okay. No. Um, I did see that... um, I did see something... What did I see? I saw something that to indicate there's a lot of what if in in that movie. I think I I talked about that a couple weeks ago, so I can catch up with that. But... uh, um, yeah, those are good. Those are good shows. Those Netflix shows, Daredevil, fantastic. Season two kind of you know wanders, but season three is amazing. Season one's great. Just uh, finished season three with my girlfriend because I was like, gotta watch it while it's still on Netflix because who knows when it's gonna be on uh, anywhere else. And then two days later, they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be on Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, Jessica Jones season one's great. I'm not sure about the other two seasons. I never watched it. Um, Iron Fist you can skip, and Luke. Cage is good in it for like uh, the first four or five episodes, and then they Punisher season one I watched, uh, and I thought it was great. <clears throat> I can't uh, remember. I, I was going to bring. I think one and two are good. I haven't seen two. I that I didn't have time. So, but I, uh, Corey says out of the two, he thinks that he finally remembers season two more than season one. Yeah, I was gonna, actually going to say the same thing. I think I remember season two is way better than one. Um, so, if I remember correctly, I think I'm three episodes into. the Punisher season one. I got halfway through Luke Cage season one and stopped caring. I never started Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm you through. Do, bro. I don't know Jedi if I ever two. seen a show Iron Fist. I've never. I don't know if I ever seen a show where they claim the guy was a martial arts expert and and did worse fighting than my son would do. <laughs> <laughs> you know I why, hear right? The, the star like that. The star of the show was. Uh... Colleen Wing or uh, what's her name? Uh, the actress. She was going to be in Shang-Chi, but uh, she did Matrix instead. Can't oh, think of yeah. her name, but the actress that plays Colleen Wing, I heard that she was really great in that show. Though. Did you see um, the actor who plays Iron Fist? Like the reason why those scenes are like that? Mm-mm. Because like they didn't want to do any uh, rehearsing of the fight choreography, so they just did it on the spot. <laughs> They just like, oh, let's go. yeah, roll the, roll the camera, let's go. And uh, uh, you can tell. It literally looks like they're, like, going in slow-mo in real time. Uh, and then, meanwhile, Daredevil's got, like, a no-cut, eight-minute fight scene. That's, there's no I never ups. finished Defenders either, just for that reason. Like, I hated that Iron Fist character so much, I didn't want to see any more of him. I think I watched, like, the first episode. That was it. Oh no! Defenders is actually pretty good and helps set up season three. Like I would, I, I don't think it's a mate like the best thing ever, but the second half is far superior than the first half. Of Defenders and Iron Fist isn't as annoying as you think. I think for me it'd be I would watch all of Daredevil because I enjoyed season one and two. Two, like you said, kind of wanders, but one was phenomenal. I can only imagine three is that much better. 
all three is fucking incredible. Best. I still think out of all of the Marvels, like even like this new stuff, I still think Daredevil season three is the best season of TV I've ever seen. Of superheroes. Yeah. Okay. Surpassing MCU, but that's just my opinion. I'm going to have to watch it, Garrett, because I do trust your opinion, but I also know how excited you are about this, the Batman movie. Um, who knows? Hey, Ooh. when you punch somebody two rows in front of you because you're reaching so far during this Garrett, movie I'll apologize to you Thursday night after I punch somebody like, taking me away. Yeah, we Garrett. rush them to the ER, and then we say, ow, now what did we learn? <laughs> uh, Batman's a fucking bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Batman, comes out this week, getting good reviews so far, uh, and uh, Garrett, as he stated before the show started, uh, hype levels at uh, 18 out of 10. I was going to be 15. I said 15. I bumped 15. up a little bit. Uh, I'm sure it'll be 18 by Thursday. So I already got to 18 just then when you were telling me, Alex, you're going to punch someone in the back of the head. That's what we'll we have to I know, and, and the sad thing is it's unintentional, but you'll be that excited. You don't want to know where my hip level is, uh, Alex? What? When Garrett was yeah. like, hey, let's do the show tonight because we have uh, Batman on Thursday. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had that. I, I fucking told Alex that you would forget we were going to the movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alex stopped by uh, to tell, tell Hashtag Guess So Swan his... Uh, I'll tell well, everybody here right yeah. now. I will have a... I got a second child coming in June. I have a boy, so I'll have one of each. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I am excited. It, I'm just one of those people who uh, the excitement isn't here until he shows up. So, mm-hmm. so he stopped. So Al stopped by on his way. He was in Sioux City for some reason. Stopped on his way home and uh, told Corey. And then I was like, "You think you think Marvin?" I wasn't sure at first if it was zombie apocalypse happening. <laughs> yeah, now next thing we see Thursday morning, there's like a 10-car pileup because they hear that audio. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see, I see. But I said Marvin's going to forget we're going to a movie on Thursday that we bought tickets for a month ago. Yeah, I totally, <laughs> I totally forgot until you said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's this week. And so I... I reminded uh, my wife. I'm like, hey, Mara, I think we're going to Thursday, so I, I'm going to leave um, probably before you and the kids get here. But uh, I, I totally forgot. Like, not that, not that I'm not excited for it, but I think, especially at my age, it's like I can't. I, can't I like <laughs> I I I can't even fathom. And, and believe me, I was like you, but worse. And we've talked about this: how much I hyped up Dark Knight and. I was like so into reading everything about a movie, being so invested in like going to see it. Like I would have read those non-spoiler reviews too, Garrett, and I would have been all over it. I would have watched every trailer, every clip, uh, listened to the soundtrack leading up to the movie. I can't fathom being that person anymore. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like I am looking forward to the movie. I'm glad to hear that it's great. I'm looking forward to Robert Pattinson, one of my favorite actors uh, uh, of recent time. Um, his latest, like his last like two or three movies have been excellent. Uh, and I like Matt Reeves. We've talked about before me and uh, uh, hashtag SLS1 have uh, bonded over uh, one of his movies. Uh, and I'm excited to see. I saw somebody say, this is the only thing I saw. So I saw... Uh, one, you know how on, on Rotten Tomatoes you can see like they're like one quote from the review. I saw one that just said, this is more of a Batman story than is a Batman movie. And that's an achievement on itself, which makes me excited because it seems like it's more like the comics than the movies. Like, it, it, I guess it's not really like super action oriented in that way. It's more about the, the detective side. And so that makes me a little excited. But also, once again... Uh, I can't hunt myself up to 15. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eight. It's a good level for me. And uh, I just want to be disappointed. You got to go That's in. Right. My <laughs> thing is that I feel like, Garrett, you've never changed from being hyped for a good movie. I, I still remember when we went to see Dark Knight Rises. Hi, you the reached Alicia. I'm away from the phone. Whoa. Who did I call? I called my, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> 
I you remember what? Well, just the dedication to The Dark Knight Rises. All I can do this movie of if we actually had to sit in line, we would be in line two hours early to get the right spot. Two hours? Yeah, right. It'd be an all-day thing. The <laughs> Batman? You're right. You're right. We would take the whole day off, sit in line, chit-chat all day, get sunburned. Mm-hmm. Let's Corey. Here's some idiot not know that uh, Dick Grayson's Robin. Thinking that, that uh, Robin's name is actually Robin, which is not. <laughs> which is not. Whoa! This is hashtag guest host one signing on. Uh, hello, sir. <laughs> Giving you a, a ring tonight. Uh, you, me and your brother here and uh, your uh, friend, Mr. Alex Mastrello, uh, uh from the uh, acclaimed award-winning uh, podcast, uh, Wednesday Comics, calling you about uh, the Batman coming out this week. And I was uh, curious on where your hype levels were for this movie. My hype levels are basically at every review I've seen, and that's 10 out of 10. I mean, I'm not going to go in with the super high expectations, but I've just seen the initial reviews that came out today, and I've heard great things. I don't want to see anything else. Have you spoken to your brother about where his level is? (laughs) Um, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant. But uh, I'm sure it's high enough just because he is a Batman fan. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I think he's excited. Are you excited, Garrett? Corey, I'm at a fucking. You know what the things I've already bought for this movie. I'm at a 15 out of 10, bro. <laughs> okay. Like I See, told, I, can't, that, I, I told can't these guys, it's, it's, I got a, I got a quarter of a grand of collectibles already <laughs> into this movie. I haven't even seen. So yeah, he's got the receipt in case bad you will return it if it's bad hey, see I, I have the batmobile it. lego and i will not build that shit until i see this movie because it's going back if it sucks but i don't think it's going i, I was mentioning thing, garrett i can tell that you're going to go see this movie then drive home and then literally start mm-hmm. building that bastard because you're going to love this movie so much right you're gonna be calling in sick to I work we're just still be on that batmobile <laughs> yeah <laughs> boss why can't you come in vengeance <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey, I was I was telling the audience and t- and reminding the uh, two peeps here about how Matt Matthew Reeves, the director of this movie, uh, made another movie that me and you both enjoy and we bonded over called War of the Planet of the Apes, where we learned a little hand. Positively, okay. yes, yeah. we have we Marvin Marvin Mind's greeting has changed from a traditional handshake to the handshake of the ape. And if you don't know what that is, you got to watch War to the Planet. So I'm just curious, Corey, we might see this movie and uh, come away with something similar. So uh, who knows what kind of handshakes are in this movie? I mean, (laughs) I have no no idea that that was very interesting. Uh, You know, I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye on the hands and, you know, Joker might do something, not Joker, Riddler might do something that uh, uh, kind of, uh, is a new thing that me and you'll do. We'll see, but you know, Paul Dano, Robert Pattinson. We got we got some uh, 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 Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Um, and uh, what's his? I got I got stuck in the penguin. What's his Colin name? Farrell. Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin Farrell. What Dr. so? Turner. What do you think of the Robert, Robert Pattinson there, Mister uh, Corey? Um, you know, it would be easy to say that you know, based off his Twilight days, he's not going to do very well. But he's done many films after said Twilight films that were very spectacularly good. Yes. So I have faith, and I don't feel like, you know, people should judge him for his sparkly past. Okay? So this is a new future, and he's going to going to break through that. I was saying the same thing. The last couple of movies he's done have been fantastic, so I'm looking forward to Robert Pattinson, a very fantastic a- uh, actor. One more question for you here, uh, Mr. Hash. Tag us okay. one, and then we're going to move on with the show here. One more question for you. Okay. Which movie do you anticipate being better, The Batman or Morbius? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, God. You really brought a tough one up to me, but, uh, you know, when you have a Spider-Man villain movie without Spider-Man, I guess in this specific instance because they're not going to do Sony's not going to do any more movies like this that don't have Spider-Man in it and use his rogues gallery I'm going to have to give it to the Batman this time so it's just I know that I know this is a one and done Spider-Man villain thing oh wait shit they announced Craven you know and Madam Web 
Madam Web. And then, I mean, I'm guessing in 2025 that Aunt May movie is going to be right around the corner. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> like I said last week, I don't, I'm not sure if I said this on the phone with you or if I said it on the podcast, uh, that Vermin, Vermin movie is definitely coming. So. Oh, yes. You did, you did, you did say that. So that Vermin, is definitely coming yeah, too. It's like, I, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Iron Man make director, uh, John Favreau, you know, how in the Daredevil, 2000 whatever he's talking about the alligators and the sewers but what if he's investigating the sewer and then he finds the sewer and then he finds vermin you know i just yeah. think it's a whole connected universe and they could make something happen and i hope this vaughn plays vermin yeah, it's just a perfect cast in my yeah mind, so. <laughs> I, i'm also he's like uh, i'm just a guy in the sewer like i mean I, I don't know what else i'm supposed to do you know Corey, i think actually you had the wrong answer uh uh morbius is gonna be better because that's michael keaton in it so you know uh, <laughs> That already. I mean, I, mean, I think that's going to be its only saving grace. And um, I, hey, you, you want to go bet? I bet you he's in that movie for one minute, maybe total. You know, I, I totally believe you. Like everything um, you've seen you in know, the trailer, trailer so far of him? I bet that's it. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you when you have a year to edit a three-minute trailer, it can look pretty fucking spectacular. So based <laughs> off the first thing we got, I'm expecting this to be a polished turd of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they there, did. There you go, Sony. You have my full endorsement. It's going to be a piece of. They shit. did pick the but second. Hey, I, prove, please prove me wrong. If you prove me wrong, I'll gladly concede that fact. They did pick the second best uh, villain to have his own movie after Venom. So um, Morbius, obviously, that's who we would pick. So, well, thank I mean, you. Out of all the rogues, yes, we're going to pick Morbius, the pale vampire. Absolutely, not even sparkly. Hmm. You want to do your sign off? Hmm. Um, this is hashtag guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. Thank you, sir. Bye. There <laughs> we go. A little hashtag guest. I just wanted to, I was just curious whether or not he was as hyped as you. And it sounds like he's at a appropriate level for uh, anyone. Mm-hmm. So you are, are going to fucking disappoint yourself with that 15. I don't think so. Okay. Not I'm overdosing on excitement, but I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be good. We'll see. Comic book's coming out for the first week of March. As uh, Alex said earlier, in like a, a lion out like a lamb. I don't think that's the same, but that's what he said. So, uh, Mice and Spider-Man number 91, Kelly Thompson, Sarah Pichelli. Uh Look for more information on this title and future issues of Marvel previews. Well, I'm here. What do you mean future issues? It's out this week. What the fuck? Where's my bullet points? You know what? I'm going to read... Uh, Instead, I'm going to pull up the preview and read the uh, synopsis. After a couple of glorious months working on for the Beyond Corporation of Spider-Man, Ben Riley's life is falling apart. Uh, oh, there's some there's some spoilers in here. I probably should read this. Uh, what do you think here, Alex Kelly Thompson? Whoa, do you Garrett, Garrett? What do you think here, Garrett Kelly Thompson? Um, well, uh, I think this book has been so good. Um, we're finally into the point of the story that uh, a Mister. PP is coming back. Um, Peter Parker. Um, <laughs> Mr. PP. <laughs> um, he has got his webs back and he's ready to, to shoot him out. So, Mommy, um, Spider Man PP. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, last issue, yeah, Peter Parker made his debut back into the book. Um, and he is also going to start uh, double teaming with uh, Ben Riley to figure out what the hell is going on with that Beyond Corporation. I thought they were. Uh, on the uh, uppity up, but no, turns out they're not. So excited to keep reading. Spider Man, I know your secret. PP. Uh, there we go. Transformers Beast Wars number 13, Eric Burnham and Josh uh, Burcham. Uh, Beast Wars rages on as the Maximals assault on the Predacon base. Predacon base. Both sides are looking for a win. When an Energon treasure trove is unveiled, the race is on. It's a good thing what? the. What? Both what? Uh oh, we lost him. What happened? Can you hear me? The audio no. just like cut out from you, man. Like, like you disappeared. I'm here now, though. Hmm, you five years older? You better just re say that sentence. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Uh,. Both sides. Well, the audience heard the whole thing. So, when Energon Trevor Trove is unveiled, the race is on. A good thing is the Maximals have Cheddar. Cheetor. Uh, Cheetor on their team. Uh, Cheddar, uh, Cheddar Cheeto on their side, or is it? What do you think, Alex? You know, so the, the whole big thing for this whole series has been uh, that was my first dip into Transformers. I never watched the original Transformers. Then I kind of saw the Michael Bay stuff. You know what? This brings me back to nostalgia. This is when I lived in Sioux Falls long when, 30 years ago when I was a child. And that 
animation was fantastic. This book is fun. Uh, it gives you characters either you do know or some. There's a new couple other ones that aren't uh, as well known unless you're into the toy line. But it's so much fun. And it makes me want to not ever get back into Transformers. I could give two shits. But the one we this book. What's that talk yeah. from, Alex? It's good. Pick what's it that, up. Read it. What's that song from? I don't know. Uh, Beast Wars. It's a theme from Transformers the movie. The cartoon 80s version. Yeah. When Optimus mm. Prime flips over, everybody shoots him and then dies himself. Come Spoilers on. from 30 years ago. Strange number one, Jed McKay, Marcelo Fierres. Uh, look for more information if uh, this title on future issues of Marvel's preview. They just want to tell you what the books are about this month, I guess. Um, I get, it sounds like they put that in in previews and then they forgot to update it when the sh- time came. Uh, this is the uh, strange uh, reboot with the new character since uh, Mr. Steven uh, passed away, RIP. And uh, I don't know much. You know what I was thinking about when I was looking at this book and even thinking about whether or not I wanted to put it on my list, whether or not it'd be something that I'd be interested in? Uh, I have no clue really... What is going on in the Marvel Universe right now? I was like, do I get a Marvel book? I don't think so. Uh, what's that? Dark Rain or Devil's Rain? That's it, but I feel like that's not really like part of the Marvel overall story. Um, like Avengers and whatever is going on with them and Doctor Strange. Uh, even on DC, though, I really don't get that much DC stuff. All other stuff that I get is like Black Label and stuff like that. Anyways. So I'll, I'll take a dip back in the uh, the Marvel Universe and see what's going on with Strange. I looked at the art, and it, I think I was looking at the preview, and one of the things that, like, Marvel certainly has a Marvel style, and uh, Marcello I've never seen, I don't think, anything from him before, and if I have in the past, uh, I just don't remember it, but it certainly is a Marvel style. Like, it doesn't look any different, really, from all the Marvel stuff. Um, I don't know if I enjoy this style anymore. So we'll see. I mean, it has Doctor Doom in the preview, so you know I got to fucking try it out at least. You know, he shows up uh, to get the eye of Agamotto and the uh, cloak of Levitation, uh, and uh, that's that's all I need. So we'll see how that goes and uh, whether or not it's good. I like the cover, so there you go. Batman Killing Time number one. Uh, David Marquez and Tom King. Three villains, one Dark Knight and Delhi Heist gone wrong, Catwoman, the Riddler, and Penguin joined forces to pull off the greatest robbery in the history of Gotham City and their prize, a mysterious and priceless artifact in the secret possession of Bruce Wayne. But as the events unfold, what he- what fun is a heist without a bloody double cross or two? The blockbuster team of Tom King and David Marquez brings an epic, white-knuckled, action-packed tale of a young Batman desperate to recover his most prize possession from a host of violent rogues before the clock strikes the killing time. Garrett, what do we think? Um, well, the creative team alone, Tom King and David Marquez, uh, that already has, that's a, that's a power couple right there. Um, and, you know, the same week of the Batman, we get a younger Batman story, um, you know, kind of dealing with uh, three of his biggest rogues. So uh, I'm super excited. When I saw this coming up, I was like, holy crap, is that going to be good? Um, you know, he's obviously done amazing on his Batman run and uh, Batman Catwoman series. So uh, if there's one person that truly understands Batman. It is Tom King. Um, and then David Marquez's work in the DC universe has been incredible. Um, you know, ever since we started seeing him in uh uh, Defenders and some other Marvel things and coming over to DC. Uh, I'm excited to see him take on a kind of classic era of Batman. There we go. Uh, excited looking forward to that too. I didn't even know it was a, a thing. I think we talked about it before now that I think about it, but who knows. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel number five. We'll talk more about Dark Knights of Steel later on in the episode, so I won't read the synopsis here, but uh, written by Tom Taylor. An art by Yasmin Piri. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fifth installment of this book uh, and seeing where it goes from there. How much is this? Is 12 issues, Garrett? Yes. Yep. All right. There we go. Excited. Did you see that they're doing kind of what uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. did, the one that took forever to come out, that they're releasing 
issues one through three in a collected edition yes, this week as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't see so that. I, catch up. I saw that at first and I was like, oh, is that like collected. a, I was like, is that a side story? And I realized, no, no, that's one through three. So what, it's been coming out late. I just, I guess I haven't noticed. No, I mean, it's, I don't know. I have no idea why they're doing it that way, but. Just to make more money. It sounds like the yeah. actually um, almost the injustice kind of way where they would release a bunch together because they were releasing the digitally, right? It was digital first. Yep. And then it would come out in issues. So it almost feels like that in a way, like that kind of mentality, but for issues, which wouldn't be bad. Like if, if every three issues, like a little mini trade came out and it costs a little bit more for people to catch up, I think, you know, more power to them. Because if the, especially if the series is popular enough, issues one through three would be so hard to find. And if you really just want to read it, might as well just go get that. And if it's, if it's at a cheaper price than actually buying three of them together, like for the digital market, like if it's like, let's say, you know, seven bucks and it's cheaper just to go that route versus buying something that's $4 each, do that. Save five bucks. So we'll see. Actually, how much is it? Let me check here. How much would you pay for three issues together? Would you say six ninety nine? Yeah, seven bucks. That's not bad. See, mm-hmm. versus twelve. If you went to go find the issues by themselves, I know obviously the collector and Alex right now is like, "What's the fucking point?" But uh, some people just want to read. So I don't know. I'm getting to that point nowadays. Not. I mean, I still love reading comic books. I don't do it very often anymore, but I still like it. But even the collector part is like, yeah, there's still books I want to collect, but. I mean, I'm getting to the point I'm cutting books anyway, just because I can't. I'm never caught up anyway. Why keep adding to the stack? Yeah. Gotta save money some way. Hey, get, can't Alice, sell the organs forever. What about this song? Do you know what this is from? No. Mm. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it's from Kickboxer, John Claude Van Damme. I bet Corey knows that. This is why me and Corey have you know, a handshake. You know what? We could tell Corey don't. on this show, and he still would have told you all those answers that Garrett and I didn't know. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've never seen Kickboxer, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Bloodsport? You ever seen Bloodsport? Uh, I think it's not with you. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> There we go. Comics coming out for this week. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. That's your place to go. Go there, buy some the Batman collectibles. You know, about $250 worth. Make sure you get your money's worth. Before you see the movie, that way, in case you uh, it turns out not to be good, you know, uh, uh, you take that risk and you get stuck with these toys forever. So, um, speaking of which, actually, uh, uh, my son got a, a gift for his birthday recently. Uh, that was a Batman, the Batman figure um, from the new movie. And uh, I'll tell you what, Garrett, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> it really is. Like the, the quality of it is not what like some of his other toys are. And uh, it almost seems like it's uh, cheaply made, this Batman run. Hmm. Hmm. It's just a $20 one that you would get at like a Target. It's not like a collectible collectible that you that you probably have, hung, uh, you know, in the box uh, on your shelf over there. It's not here yet. It's coming, supposedly. There you go. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Go there. Get some comic books. Like I mentioned, aforementioned Dark Knights of Steel. Pick up that one, two, three, Gathering Storm, and you can catch up on the series before it goes to issue five later this week. There. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. RootsOfSwampThing.com. Definitive source for all things uh, swampy. Uh, I played a couple things recently that had the swampy in it. I played a little Injustice 2. Downloaded that because it was on sale. Uh, Swampy's in there, and uh, also the uh, DC supervillain Lego game. He's in there. Played that a little bit. It's a lot of Swamp thing recently. Uh, turns out, um, really, he has like one move. You know, vines come out of the ground and hit people. So, does he have wings? Yeah, he has wings in that game. Um, you know what happened to Swamp Thing? Remember, he was like predominant in a lot of like side stories and in the books. But then once again, I am not in like the know about what's currently happening in DC comics, but I don't think, I think he's kind of gone back to his, uh, recluse, uh, stage, even his, uh, little mini there that, uh, uh, shades of gray. What's that book called? Green, hell. green, hell, green, hell, uh, hasn't came out for a while. So yeah, waiting for issue two. So who knows? We'll see that roots of something. I can't want to know about the avatar of the green Holland files, the new issues out there going and order your copy. Once again, like I said, this thing, this Alex, let me tell you something here. 
you know, Garrett's, Garrett's over here spending two fifty on Batman figures before he even sees a movie, right? And I know how that feels, Garrett, right? I spent like mm-hmm. five hundred bucks on Waterworld figures before that movie came out, and that you know that wasn't a good investment <laughs> for me. And and the, let me tell you something though know about RoosterSwampDay.com, the Holophiles, uh, if they paid, hear me out here, one point six billion dollars on paper alone, right? And they'll sell it to you for ten bucks. Now, if that's not the worst business deal, but he, you know, it does it for the passion, doesn't do it for the profit. You know what I mean? So there you go ahead and go there, and you can get that. And uh, you know, if you what you do is you order the copy. You know what? Get two. Get two just in case. One for the shelf, one to read, and then you take a little sliver of the cover, cut it off, sell the thing for ten bucks. Right there, you go. Make your money back. Actually, you need twenty by that point. So two slivers, sell them off. Roots of the Swamp Thing dot com. There you go. Uh, we're gonna talk about some comic books this week. Uh, we're gonna are actually going to play uh, a little uh, catch up on a couple of series. Uh, that Texas Blood, uh, the last arc, and then the special Christmas episode uh, issue uh, came out, and we never finished that. And we had to talk about every other issue in the arc, and so I thought we would talk about that. And then also the aforementioned Dark Knights of Steel is four issues in and heating up, and so we thought we'd talk about that, too. You know, because, you know, they put up the comic one through three, perfect time, you know, that's where we're going to talk about those issues plus four. So go ahead and get that. Um, when you're out there, and uh, you can catch up and certainly read with us and talk and listen to what we have to think about those issues that came out. But Garrett, mm-hmm. before we get there, Club. <laughs> Wednesday Comics <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Book Club <laughs> Craven's Last Hunt number three uh, I can't even remember what the comic number is um, Web of Spider-Man it, number 254 no, I don't know I have it right here I'll look it up Okay, well, part three, um, I think it is better than part two, but not by much. Um, You know, I think what Corey just said about that, uh, you know, Morbius movie, that it's going to be so good with Spider-Man not in it, I think kind of rings true here. Uh, Web of Spider-Man number 31. Okay. Um, But yeah, it rings true here is that... The story without Spider-Man, like, having a antagonist and the protagonist be the same person and, like, nothing is fighting them except for this giant rat creature, not super entertaining, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm missing why this series is so coveted unless the last three issues are just, like, the best fucking thing on the planet. I was going to say... The, go ahead, Alex, you go. Well, I think the thing is that I don't understand what is... What is going on with Craven? Is he now going crazy for the fact that he has, quote unquote, killed the Spider-Man and he's trying to be a better version of him? But all he seems to be doing is slowly going down the the hole of crazy. Well, I think that's what it is. He's obsessed with being better that he is uh, uh, self-destructing within. Hmm. You know, I was going to say that I don't think... So reading this issue, and I, I don't even think that you guys, to say, like, I don't think you're, um, what you're saying is with merit. Like, I feel like you are correct. Like, it is a little boring without the Spider-Man. Um, but I didn't mind this issue because I feel like we had less of the useless narration that we did in issue two or part two. Um, was it part two? Yeah. Yep. And... And there was a little bit more of an actual plot, like Craven realizing, like, he's like, oh, I have to take out Vernon, Vernon, uh, Vernon, uh, yeah, Vernon, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Scare Stupid, uh, Ernest, um, that he has to take him out in order to become Spider-Man. He's kind of delusional. He, you know, took a little of that poison, you know, he, you know, he sipped on the little, and, uh, so now he's going crazy and, um, I actually like that whole when they finally clashed together and they fought and Craven like decided to do that. The Mary Jane stuff, it's like (laughs) 
Peter's been missing for weeks. And she's like, he's been missing for weeks. And, uh, I went, she went to go talk to, um, uh, Joe Robinson. And she's like, oh, never mind. I don't want to worry him. And it's like, dude, even if you don't want to tell him that he was Spider Man, he's been missing for weeks. This is a guy who works for him. Why did she at least be like, have you seen him? He's been missing for weeks. Like, start a fucking report. That was that part was the only part I was just like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, why? It, like, I don't know. It seemed like making Mary Jane kind of almost like this helpless person who's like also dumb. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I really didn't enjoy that part of the story. But the rest of it, I thought it was fine. I actually really enjoy the art. It, yeah, it is the art what it, is the saving grace. It is what it is for that time period, but I think um, that the style of it is perfect for this kind of story. Well, it's uh, to be fair, I think it's almost better than some art that we see nowadays. I mean, the color is fantastic. The artistry is is awesome. I just I can't get past the the narration bubbles for um, now both Craven and Vermin. They're both so choppy, and I get one's been crazy for a long time. The other one's slowly poisoning himself, holding himself to higher standards that he can ever be. Uh, by the way, I had two questions. Uh, did the cop that got devoured by the rats, did he die? Or is he just in stable condition or at least in critical condition? I saw the, the police report was on, or the news report, at uh, Joe's place, and I just didn't know if he's dead or not. Hmm. I don't know. I uh, assumed he was dead. Okay. And I, I did say, appreciate... Just as, as Spider-Man goes... Uh, it just says Spider-Man goes berserk, and it's talking about it when he beat up those guys and killed one. Well, well so on the, on the news... Or on the newscast, they're talking about somebody was um, in serious condition. But I did like that when oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Craven goes and attacks the bad guys at the beginning of the book, and he does grab that one dude by the neck and clearly breaks it and then throws him, and the cops go... Um, we need to get that. All these people need to go to the hospital. Well, not this dude. He's dead. <laughs> it says that Hell the yeah. officer is physically unharmed, but in a steep, a deep state of shock. Okay. So it's her, not him. Well, he's dead then. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then you forgot. Oh no, yeah. The no, sorry. It's Spider-Man. Officer Marsha. They don't talk about the other guy. Fuck that. Fuck him on the floor. <laughs> I couldn't even find him. All his parts are missing now. I did laugh. The last page is, you know, Peter's hand coming through the grave and just the only narration is Mary Jane question mark. <laughs> like, you know what I was also thinking is like, and this the thing that's weird about these issues, like this is taking place over weird periods of time. Like it's been weeks. And like you were saying, Alex, like he attacks that police officer. And then we like the very next scene is the Mary Jane scene. But that's supposed to be even like later that night, not even like the same time because obviously they found the police officer and now he's been to the hospital and then they show the newspaper where says Spider-Man goes berserk which is talking about him beating up those guys and that was at the beginning of the issue so obviously you know at least a day's passed since then and so there's a lot of like big time jumps and they really don't talk about it besides Mary Jane saying hey it's been a weeks he's been gone for weeks which made me think at the end there when he busted his hand through I was like are they really gonna try to explain to you that Peter Parker's been buried alive for weeks and still good like I feel like they'll Silver Age explain it. Like, like I understand he's strong. My he, spider powers were able to not use as much oxygen for a week, or maybe because those spiders down there they give him they give him life blood or something. Oh, there you go. We'll see. Or maybe it's a symbiote suit. You know, get them alive. Ooh, yeah. They but then again, how did die without their host? How did Craven? He's wearing the suit around, and then he has a suit still on. Peter. They have two uh, different I, suits. Did they Craven make his own? Yeah. Yeah. It's at the beginning of the series or the stories that he's got one in that casket. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Okay. Well, I don't remember that. Okay, that makes sense. I also was wondering, I was like, how the fuck does he fit in that suit? I guess it just conforms to whoever he puts it on. I like how there's that scene at the beginning of this first issue or this last issue uh, that we just read where he jumps up on the windowsill. He's like, tonight. And it's like, dude, you're fucking naked. Just hanging out on that windowsill. It's like before he puts on the suit, he like stripped his other clothes off. And I was just like, can you imagine just this fucking guy? He's just so fucking crazy. He's just like, he's out there. He's like, my natural state. Uh, Oh, hold on. It's like a Spider-Man outfit. But uh, (laughs) he's like excited to go out there and kill Vermin. 
And uh, hey, can, what do you have against Vernon? <laughs> so, so can Vermin like feel all the rats, like experience things through him, through them? Because when he's like attacking the other rat, Vermin is like, oh, 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 and he feels scared for some reason. I imagine mm. so. Because he's controlling the other rats to come up and eat that other cop. It's like a hive mind with rats. Kind of. All right, there we go. Well, you know, I actually didn't mind this issue, but. Yeah, I thought it was better than last week's, for sure. I'm ex- I love Craven the Hunter. I'm just hoping that the next three issues really do kind of elevate the story and give me something to remember other than uh, the No Longer Justice League book that we read. Was it No Justice? No. End League? End League. There you go. Just It's better than End League by leaps and bounds. Oh, no, it's way more interesting be- than that. Like, at the end of the day, this is just, it's either going to turn out to be something that is forgettable but well done um or not even like super well done some of the dialogue i feel like is a little you know yeah but the, i like the art is fantastic um at the end of it it's either gonna be something be like oh i read that i'm glad that i read that uh or it's gonna be something be like you know that was good but i don't think it's gonna be in link dude i fucking hated reading every issue of that i would be like here we go like i would save it for last and i was definitely be like i was like how much of this can like i gloss over the narration to skip this part and save my brain the damage. The whole book. The whole book. You need to skip over the whole book. I still can't oh, believe God. Rick Remender's the one who made that fucking book. Like, I'm supposed to believe that the man who made Tokyo Ghost made that book. It just show, goes to show you, you know, you, we do uh, learn over time, we do get better, so there you go. Uh, there we go, Spider-Man. Last Craven, uh, Last Hunt, uh, Last Man of Hunt, uh, Web of Spider, whatever it was called. Garrett, what's it called? Craven's Last Hunt. There we go. Uh, very much looking forward to uh, reading the rest. I'm not even making a sarcastic joke. I just because I, 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 it's just nice to read a Spider-Man book that is not, you know, super convoluted. I feel like these days, you know, it's pretty simple. So, um, Dark Knights of Steel. Mr. Tom Taylor and Yasmir Piri, as I stated earlier, issues one through four we're going to talk about today. Uh, we talked about one and two. Um, one, excuse me, prior. We reviewed that when it first came out. Two, I think I read, and I talked briefly about it on the show, and I think maybe you guys touched on it briefly when you guys read it. But now we've got up through issue four, issue five out this week. And uh, what do you think, Garrett? So far, Tom Taylor, he's your boy. You know, he's, yeah. he's your... Uh, Definitely your one of your top writers, and uh, four issues into his uh, medieval DC tale, what do you think? Um, you know, I think it's uh, what he does best. You have these stories that are in continuity, so it gives him keys to the kingdom to play with your favorite characters, and sometimes he kills them <laughs> brutally. Oh, wow. um, a lot. And so, I mean, that's the best thing is, like, Tom makes these original stories that are so compelling and interesting and like they still show like the characters that you love but then he twists it in a way that it's not twisting the characters but he's twisting the plot so that these things that you would never imagine could happen in like DC proper could actually happen and you know in this case through the lens of like a medieval story what if everything that we know we know about DC proper happened in the, you know, 1500s, 1500s, 1600s, like such a cool idea. Um, you know, there's like bloodlines and, you know, betrayals and, you know, bastards and all kinds of stuff. That's kind of like Game of Thrones. It's like Game of Thrones DC Universe. And I think it has been fantastic. And definitely I'm glad this is what I get in issues like print issues. I am so surprised on one, both Tom King and Tom Taylor know how to write for their, that 12 issue mini. This is, I read number three, number three specifically may have been my favorite issue that we've read so far. And four was fine, but four was a a flashback to what had happened and what led to, um, you know, Bruce becoming who he is and, and blah, 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 and what happened to the families. It was good, but three was just when I saw, um, Supergirl. Who is she? She's not Kara, is she? Mm, they were calling her a different name. They were calling her... Zara. Yeah. Zara? Yeah. Okay. When she showed up at the boat, and I was like, what the hell is going to happen? 
and you know she hit the fan and she gets blown away for a moment i thought oh okay that was that was quick okay cool vengeance was served and boom she shows back up i was this book was so good and i but this there's stakes at hand zala israel huh zala zala okay yeah and uh, she kills book, black lightning and so this book is so full of of stakes and Black Lightning gets killed after he just went to meet the Amazons and talk about, uh, she killed my son. She and killed my son, oh my and then God. she's like, you know what? Finish you too? Fuck you. And she killed the middleman. It was so fucking good. And that just blows my mind, how he introduced the middlemen just to have them killed off two pages later. I do like the way that they're, they are, uh, their appearance in this universe that they're like these soldiers and like the medalists that are uh, obviously their armor. Uh, I thought it was a nice way to bring in the metal men. Uh, I agree with you, Alex. Like I think issue three was uh, pretty great. And I think issue two, I think I, we talked about this before, but issue two was also great. It's been ramping up since then. I actually want to say you said four was okay. I actually didn't like four. Um, it was a flashback. It felt like a lot of filler and also felt like they went back to explain how, uh, Bruce's mom slept with Jor-El and it's and like how that all worked but I think I didn't learn anything new like it just felt like yeah I know like you told me that they got together and now I'm just seeing it like I don't think there's anything really new in there I did like that we got art from uh, um, Miguel mm-hmm. but it really it really felt like it was just you know uh, a little pause in the story to give Yasmir a little more time to catch up on stuff but it wasn't bad, but it also felt like unnecessary in the middle of this thing. So, um, and uh, the bro tears of Alfred and Bruce. This uh, issue, you know, keeping that relationship alive, where Alfred's just like, "Hey, man, you're worthy in my eyes," and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Like, like <laughs> Alfred did it again. Thank God you're alive right now. Speaking of uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, Mister Andy Serkis himself going to be the Batman as well, Alfred. I know. There you go. And I noticed that he's like in zero trailers, maybe just like one brief scene. I'm like, I'm excited to see him as Alfred. He's playing more of a jacked Alfred, you know, a little military Alfred. Who, um, Jeremy Irons was a little bit going in that direction, but I think now they're going to go full into like, he can take care of himself. Which this Alfred is more uh, akin to the mentor, the father figure. Um, Earth one bat, Earth bat, Earth one Batman. There you go. And as you stated, Garrett, like in this kind of universe, so the uh, the Waynes used to be in charge, and then the uh, R.I.P. died, um, and so that's when the L's took over, um, because of Mr. Lex Luthor, Alexander didn't listen to their words and and let them know that you know I told you this shit was gonna happen, volcano, uh, and so that's why Bruce is more the um, for the throne, he should be the king, and that's why Jorah was saying that. But he's also a bastard, and he's also an orphan. So, like, he's never gonna be that. And like you stated, Garrett Alfred was like, "But you're worthy in my eyes." And I was like, "Yeah, but Jorah also could not keep it in his pants. Like, <laughs> like dude comes from another planet with his wife. They have a kid. They're in this place where they don't know anybody, and he still is like." Hey, Martha Wayne, huh? And just come on, Jorel. You would literally travel the whole he galaxy. Would've, he would have murdered her, you know. So I don't, I don't get how that was possible, but whatever. I don't know. From a distance, bro. From a distance. Let's <laughs> see. I am looking forward to issue number five this week because <laughs> uh, we'll go back into the actual story and see what's going on. Um, and I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with the other side of things, the black uh, lightning. Now that uh, his daughter's in charge, um, what's going to happen? So, I'm interested for when Superman finds out about Bruce and loses his shit. Yeah, and then we'll just be like injustice all over again—a little Superman versus Batman. But what, what do you think, Garrett? Uh, you was saying how fucking good these L's are, and here he goes all over here, fucking just being a murderer. Um. Yeah. Fulfilling well, the prophecy. She's the is, uh, This is different. Because clearly, you know, nature versus nurture, um, if Clark would have been raised by, like, not his parents and uh, mom, pa, 
uh, like Kent, you know, not farmers, I guess they would be, I don't know, uh, sentries in the army or something. Um, cause you can see that by being raised by his royal parents, um, it did not create the Superman that we know and love. It, it's a lot more selfish sort of Clark Kent Superman. Cal Alley doesn't get called Clark Kent. So, um, this is not my Superman. This is, which, this is a poster. Which I don't understand because both Jor-El and, um, La- is it Lana? Lara? Lara. Um, they were both good people, though. I mean, they they did a good job raising him until obviously shit hit the fan and the Waynes died, and now they got elevated to having to be kings and queen. Uh, I'm excited for when we do meet Ma and Pa Kent, though. I don't know if they're going to be in this. Of course they're going to be. They've brought in lesser people in this book. How can but they have no? Have they have no place. Who the fuck are they going to be? Peasants, people in the stockyards. You're just hoping to for two old people who happen to be the Kents. You know what? Actually, that that he, you're right. He, they probably will show up and then show you that Zala will kill them. You know, on one swift. I was gonna say, to be fair, I mean, they gotta be. They're gonna show up. I didn't say they're gonna live long. Hey, where are Mom Pop? <laughs> Dead laser beam by her. So I look forward to the uh, uh, Batman and uh, Superman. Getting into a fight and they, and him being like, no powers, uh, no powers, Cal. And he goes, all right. And they fight with swords. Yeah, I want to see a sword fight between Ooh, these two. That'd be dope. And then Alfred comes in with a fucking axe and says, "Oh, didn't expect me, did you?" <laughs> and he hits him in the fucking leg. And <laughs> I like his voice. Didn't expect me, did you? That's how I imagine his voice is in this one because people got to be a little bit different. So in this universe, that he talks with that kind of. Oh, Mr. Wayne. I you you're worthy of my eyes, Mr. Wayne. So, yeah. <laughs> now you sound like Otis from Is, is he a eunuch? Did he get his balls cut off? Mm, we don't know in this universe. Something's gonna be different. So far it's all the same. I can it's either the voice or something. Let's see. I don't know. So I'm gonna, I I really enjoy this. Especially the art. Um and uh as you stated, like the pacing of it and, and the uh twists and turns is uh as you put it, Garrett, I'm going to take your word for it. Classic Tom Taylor, but I think even the characterizations so far, I think, have been very much enjoyable. So, looking forward to reading more about that. Um, next up here, that Texas Blood. I think the last issue we read on the show was number eleven, so twelve and thirteen have came out since then. Uh, twelve wrapped up the arc of Eversol, 1981, and then the uh, thirteen was a story. Uh, that happened at the Christmas party in 1981, and then also flashback to 1955. Um, what do you guys think of the uh, ending of that Texas blood? Fucking amazing. Um, I think that it was awesome that like the first half of the issue was like wrapping up the case, and then the second half goes to modern day and uh, Joe Bob visiting the house again. Like, and it's like a it's just panels no text or anything i thought that was just truly beautiful like it's just like him reflecting back on like a real huge turning point in his life uh in law enforcement and it's just i think it was just what so well done i i truly enjoyed the i mean the the past story was good but when we came back out of everything wrapping up and when Joe Bob is there having the cup of coffee or breakfast at four in the morning with the deputy or whomever she was, and you know she offers to pay, I'll pay my half. He goes, no, no, no. If you if you can spend an hour talking about something with someone, then it's your turn. So fair, you know, you'll get your chance. But this is on me. And when she goes, well, I see you back at the office. He goes, no, I got something to take care of. And like I said, he goes back to the the rundown farm building. And is almost haunted by what he thought he had seen. And then with the wump wump in the background, like, what what is going on? Is there a supernatural entity or is this just, you know, that building suspense? It was phenomenal. I thought so, too. I like that it's at the end it has that little touch because in a way, Joe Bob has never let go that there was something more going on there. Mostly for, like, the reason he states he's like, I'd rather 
that actually be true and people won't be, or it wouldn't be capable of this without that being true, right? Like there wouldn't be actually be the devil and they wouldn't be devil worshippers trying to bring him back and trying to open up the gates. Like he, it, if it was just normal human beings creating, doing these atrocities, he almost is more fearful for the world than if there actually was somebody who he could point his fear at the devil. And when he goes back there and he kind of sees that and he kind of, we, we have that womp womp at the end. It's almost in a way that Joe Bob is like putting that back in his head being like, there could be something here. And I have to believe that to not go super crazy. Like I have to believe the what if in order to continue on with what I'm doing here. Um, I enjoyed it a lot too. Uh, I did think those cops got there a little bit fast, but otherwise <laughs> I think it was fine. Um, <clears throat> I did like it, like you stated, Gary, like the modern day tale, like of him reflecting on it and then going back to the scene of the crime. But I will say that final issue, the part for me I thought was the best was the letter. Um, at the end, was very strong. Chris Condon writing the letter from the mother of the children to Joe Bob and Joe Bob sending it to Eversol. Uh, I thought that letter was very well written and actually kind of really helped with the emotion uh like the aftermath emotion of this story and so that you can't forget like she lost a kid and like that's forever as she states in in the letter that's a forever a hole in her heart that is never going to be filled again so uh, i thought that was really good and the uh, christmas uh issue which uh was really kind of even though if you if you think about the subject material uh it, it, nobody would consider this fun but it is a lighter kind of uh story and he states at the end it's kind of like a take a like on a uh ec horror or even like tales of the crypt kind of story where it's just like the bad person gets theirs in the end um there's a little bit about joe about the beginning going to the grave of the child who passed away in the last arc um but mostly it's that tale and uh it was that that was good it was fine uh, I don't think it, it meant to be anything more, and it's a nice little addition to uh, that story. And I think, I think that Texas Blood, especially on a Jacob Phillips level, and especially like that, like the last issue number twelve. Uh, like I said again, that letter really showed to me that Chris Condon and uh, Jacob Phillips are really, really getting into the groove of what these characters are and this kind of like this whole setting and environment. And I'm very much looking forward to what the next arc is going to be about. I I think if uh Brubaker ever decided to pass off criminal, I think this team from that Texas blood could take over and do a fine job. Cause that's all I could read when I read the Christmas special was a criminal storyline told from that Texas blood's realm of work. Um, you, you know what I'm, I'm hoping for is that one week there will be a criminal book coming out the same week that that Texas Blood comes out. So we get two crime oh, stories yeah. in one week. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, the one thing I, I think I enjoy so much about, you know, Marvel and DC do their their Christmas specials, their Halloweens, their whatever. And they're always, you know, 10 or $12, whatever it is. I love when an image book can do a a special. And all it is 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 in the life of these characters. I mean, they're at a Christmas party at the the police station Christmas party, and the sheriff goes, "Hey, I got the story to tell you." And after I'm done with the story, you guys can all go home. And he seems like a crotchety old man. Like this world seems so lived in, and these characters seem so legitimate that they live there it is phenomenal. Even the Christmas special adds to this book. Yeah, when uh, when is this book coming back? That's what I want. They just take the the break between arcs, and usually isn't it? God, I'm trying to remember the last time. Three months, maybe. Months. Yeah, I'll look it up. You look it up there, Garrett. That is once again Jacob uh, Phillips and Chris Condon with the uh, that Texas Blood. Uh, both, uh, I like that as a nice little break. So if you are a trade rate waiter, which he talks about in the back matter, if you wait for the trades, um, which is fine. He likes doing the single issues he said and he writes for the single issue but if you're out there uh, waiting for the trades that should be coming out here soon especially with image they they're really good about getting them out during these breaks um he also mentioned in the uh, back matter um that eversaw will be back sometime um 
and we'll see more about Eversol. So I'm looking forward to that. I really enjoy that character, and I feel like there's more there that we can learn eventually. It says, so far, unsolicited. There we go. Uh, There we go. The books, That Texas Blood, That uh, Dark Knights of Steel, and the uh, book club book, uh, Mr. Uh, Spider-Man, Last Hunt, Last Craven. What's the book called? Craven's, Craven's last, last hunt. hunt. Jesus Christ! I want to say I always want to say the at the beginning, and then I get confused on what it's called. Um, I think yeah, like that's all we had. You know, yeah. You know, let's that's uh, it. I hope this happens in the Batman movie, like it's all serious, and then all of a sudden, here we go. Never surrender from kickboxer kicks in. I am vengeance. There we go. Uh, the Batman out this week, like we were mentioning before, we're going to see it and review it on next week's show uh, for you guys. Uh, let us know, 605-215-1849, what, if you're looking forward to The Batman. Or if you go see it, drop us a line. Let us know what you think about the movie, Mr. The Batman, 605-215-1849. Or go to WednesdayComics.com and click on the button to leave a message right on that main page there. Uh, there's a limit on that message. What was it, Garrett? Two minutes? What was that? Remember when you, uh, I sent your brother the link to leave a message on the website? He said there was a time limit. Oh, yeah. He said that it was a minute. A minute. All right. So leave it short if you want to do that. Uh, you can also always go and email us, WednesdayComics605 at gmail.com. Uh, you know who want to email us there, a, a voice memo or something like that. We'll play in the show. Um, WednesdayComics.com. Subscribe to the show. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, maybe a book you want to recommend to the to us on Twitter at Wednesday Comics at Karat twenty one eighty eight at the AP Keaton and at Marvin underscore Salguero. Uh, don't forget to visit our sponsors Roots of the Swamp Thing dot com and Rainbow Comics and Cards dot com. I think that's it. Oh, Supercon Retromania, Mr. Uh, 2022, September. What dates are? What are the dates, Garrett? September 29th through October 2nd. Oh, let me check to confirm. There we that go. Wednesday, sound right. Wednesday Comics will be there. Uh, we're looking to do uh, a Friday night show. Nothing confirmed so far, but we'll let you know. Uh, and we'll 30th be, through the 2nd. And we'll be out and about 30th through the 2nd, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Retromania, obviously going back to, as Alex has been doing recently with his video games, going back to the old school, right, Alex? Little, you know little NES, day. little Super Nintendo, right? We got to talk to, yeah. We got to talk to Mr. Tom Devine and how much retro games he's going to have there. Maybe he'll get the old Turtles in Time on SNES playing up there, you know, get oh, a little, yeah. getting a little, uh, you know, Super Mario on the NES, do some speed runs. You know, who knows what we're going to be doing there? Uh, we'll see you out and about though. Especially with all the other stuff going on. And guess what? Uh, you know, one of our uh, pals from uh, years past might be showing up also, you know, as he always uh, has done the last couple of years. So, um, I haven't announced that yet, so I'm not saying anything. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. What else? I think that's it. You know, nice little show. Oh, Alex, we never got the forecast. What's the weather going to be like this week? You know what? So, it uh, was beautiful today. Tomorrow should be okay-ish. Thursday. Kind of snowy. You never know. Saturday, snowy, sleety, shitty. You never know. Guess what? It's springtime, bitches. <laughs> it does what it wants. How was that for nature? Like, boom. You know, usually to end the show, I play the same song that uh, we came in with, but I totally forgot what I picked because I've played so many songs since then, and it's not shown up on my list here as recently played. So uh, we'll talk to you next week, and we'll play you out to a little Never Surrender from uh, Kickboxer. <laughs> my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. And everyone stay safe and keep turning those pages.